Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Welcome to the ZeldaCast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. We are still at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon 2023. We are live from Mossy's studio, Mossy's mansion, Zelda Dungeon <laughs> HQ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is our second podcast in as many days. Um, and, and thank you to everyone that tuned in for our Hot Ones episode. That was a, that was a big success. Yeah. But uh, this podcast could potentially be even better than that. Um, and I think it will be, actually. Because we are joined by some very special guests. We are reunited with our friends at Another Zelda Podcast. We've got David. We've got Katie. Live and in person, we are a four. We are the four horsemen right now. This is yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's nice. true. It's true. It's so good to see you guys again after literally a year. It's yeah. so exciting. We were hanging out in this room a year ago, weren't this, we? This is cool. This I, is like, a good time. I actually kind of hope this becomes like a, maybe an annual thing that might yeah. be speaking too soon. I but am 100% for it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, this year, you know, last year you invited us to be a part of your episode on the Zelda Dungeon mm-hmm. Marathon. And this year, um, Masas and, and you invited us to participate for a couple of the days. So we're actually, yeah. Katie and I, we're here for well, almost, well, three days, maybe you know, 48 hours at least. Yeah. We're here Monday through Wednesday, mm-hmm. hanging out with you on the streams and everything. And it's, and it's just, I, I don't want to get too cheesy, but you know, when we first started this show six years ago, we would use Zelda Dungeon as like our reference and stuff like that. And now to be somewhat considered... Part of the party oh, you're, is you're part of the fam. Just now. amazing, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's so cool. Yes. We're, we're like the mafia. Like once you're in, once you're here in for life. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you never leave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did did uh, did you guys get roped into playing any Minish Capital? No, I mean I'd be happy to play some Minish Cap. Okay. Yeah. Well, Actually, I don't know. That may well. I guess we'll see. But you guys definitely are in uh, an event we're doing a little later this evening, right? Yes. Yes. We are. 
Yeah. yeah. We're doing, um, we had it a couple days ago where it guessed that Zelda tune, and now we're doing round two, and I'm going to be in it, and then also David and Katie are going to be in it. How would you guys, like, are you guys savvy with Zelda music? Do you feel confident? Uh, I feel confident if it is from a game that has happened in the last three years. <laughs> we, yeah, just just about a month ago, Katie and I recorded a Breath of the Wild, music of Breath of the Wild episode for okay. another Zelda podcast. And Katie was on it. Katie brought all the music for this one. And I kind of just, I just hung on and just commented as we went. Um, Katie, you knew everything you needed to know about like all these different songs. It was so cool. And so much so that we're actually going to do a part two and a part three of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> nice. It's just so much music. Yeah, there is a lot of music. And but but with that said, it is true. You kind of started with Zelda with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So if it's not like in the Breath of the Wild trilogy, I would say, including oh. Age of Calamity, I might know some Skyward Sword, and that's kind of it. You know what? Here's the thing. Uh, cheating is encouraged, Cheat. <laughs> especially if you're sitting next to anybody or behind anybody. Just kind of casually glance, but also um, just answering in some kind of funny way may get you points. So absolutely, oh, oh, I, was, there I a- was doing this yesterday, and uh, Catherine is one of our marathon admins who you guys met, and she's very mm-hmm. smart. She's yep. act- she's probably like the greatest player that we have here. Mm-hmm. Like she knows a lot about Zelda, and so. I, under the guise of being gentlemanly, I was like, "Would you like to sit closer to the front to the camera?" Um, it, but it, this was this was just I had ulterior motives because I could just see her whiteboard a lot easier. So, yeah. so I actually beat her by like one point, and I think she's a little salty about that. But I was because like you were that. looking over the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. exactly. I see everything I got wrong, she got wrong, and then vice versa. My my personal relationship. So I'm I'm hope, I'm gonna have to like. Probably I'm gonna have to do, do some of the older, you know, the older games. If they pop up, I'll try to use my knowledge. But I feel like I was talking to I think Catherine about this actually over just about an hour ago. Um, she was asking me about how well do I know Zelda music, and I realized in the moment I said, you know what? I, if I'm being honest, I think I know. I mean, I love the I love the live orchestra, you know, uh, tours that happen. I love listening to Zelda music. I love listening to, listening to Zelda remixes. But at the end of the day, I think my knowledge of Zelda music is kind of like when someone asks you, like, hey, do you like spicy food? And you're like, I do. I love spicy food. And you don't realize that you are, like, on level two of ten of how spicy yeah. things you like. And then all of a sudden you're having level eight spicy food. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I like spicy food. I feel like with my music knowledge, it's going to be like, oh, I love Zelda music. And then, you know, 80% you know of these That's I'm going to be like, good, I have no idea. That's a good comparison. I think I uh, am like that with Zelda music, too, where I'm like, yeah, I'm really down with Zelda music. And then some of the stuff. Oh, yeah. Some outrageous songs. Yeah, like, and I was know, just like, "What is look this?" Lookout Landing, Under Siege. Or yeah, like that plays at a very specific time. Oh yeah, yeah a certain like, point in the game of Lookout Landing. And I'm not yeah. very musically like I don't know the music language, so when I hear something, I'm like, "That's what I know," but I don't like get into the nitty gritty details. And sometimes some of those songs are what we need is the nitty gritty details. I have a feeling that if it's Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, Katie's going to be like, "Oh well, it's obviously this." And if it's anything else, I'm going to be like, "I remember <laughs> liking this song." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, once you once they tell you the answer you're like oh yeah yeah right exactly Um, so but yeah that that's gonna be a lot of fun that'll be great yeah so if if you can't tell we're we're in the midst of the marathon right now of course by the time that you guys are listening to this the marathon will have concluded so just a uh a a a future thank you to everyone that donated from uh from the past here in the middle (laughs) of the week but um yeah so so we wanted to do something um a little bit fun today i think and uh and but i guess before we get there we're going to talk about Tears of the Kingdom and, and, you know, whether some certain things met our expectations. We're, we're going to go over some articles that the Zelda Dungeon writing team had done. Um, actually, almost about a year apart. There's three articles and they were written once when the game was announced. Uh, so back in 2019, 
once about a year and a half later and then once right before Tears of the Kingdom came out of like kind of things that we wanted or things that would make the game worth the wait or our final hopes and dreams. So we're going to go over that list and just, you know, see maybe what hit, what didn't, if we were disappointed, if maybe it was for the better, anything like that. Um, but I guess, first of all, uh, we wanted to kind of get, you know, just your general thoughts and, and your general impressions on, on Tears of the Kingdom. And Katie, maybe we'll start with you and just uh, t- just to put you on the spot. <laughs> Katie's um, about 100 hours in more than me, so I think we should yeah, start I'm with that. Yeah, I'm about 130 hours in. Okay, nice. okay. Well, so like, you know, it, I, we were talking earlier, and, and you're, you're a newer Zelda fan, right? It started with Breath of the Wild and, and uh, you know, Age of Calamity and, and slowly making your way through the backlog. But like, you know, like playing a lot of Breath of the Wild and then playing Tears of the Kingdom after, I guess, like, what, what is your what is your takeaway? Because Al and I were having some thoughts uh, about this yesterday when we were doing our podcast. And, and I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation for like a, a long time, actually. Um, the relationship between these two games and, and where they kind of stand on, on our own, like best Zelda ever list and stuff like that. I guess like just just generally speaking, you could be as specific or unspecific as you want. Like, has like, what do you what do you think of, of Tears of the Kingdom? I love Tears of the Kingdom, but I would describe it as similar, like this continuing story with different vibes and aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And that's why, personally, I think I would rate Breath of the Wild higher on my list just okay. because I prefer the more like we're out in the middle of the woods and everything's kind of desolate and that kind of thing. Whereas Tears of the Kingdom introduced all these new mechanics where it feels a little bit more sci-fi to me than just kind of out in the middle because you can craft things and merge things, which is very fun, and I really do enjoy it. Um, But I am not smart, so I have a really hard time building things. Hey, I say that all the time on the show. (laughs) No, I I see people online building, like, these crazy machines or, like, really funny things, and I'm like, I put a fan on a stick. (laughs) I get that feeling completely. I I was feeling that, too, and I'm glad that there's kind of, like, some – some schematics to help you with yeah. that. Yeah. Because that's what I was hoping for. But I totally get where you're coming from because I'm over here seeing some of the people, what they build, and I'm like, yeah, I have I, I use a hover bike. That's about it. Yeah. Did you see the the, the yacht, like the literal yacht that someone made? It's, no. it's insane. And Catherine anyway. just showed me somebody made like a little basketball court and they were somebody throwing built, hydromelons and Somebody the, built Metal yes. Gear Solid Rex. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Somebody, somebody built a bar, actually, like a full functioning bar, like with a, with a, a room and like a bar stool. And they what? and they got it into the Ganondorf fight, so the Ganondorf was stuck behind the bar, <laughs> and he was like, he sat down and he was like, he played some audio, and it's like, I'll have a martini or whatever. like, oh my yeah. god, some of this stuff is just well, that's a whole outrageous. other thing is people building these things and then spawning them in really weird spots, like the people that are building like the helmets around the dragons and then hanging out on those and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen like people yes. building entire yeah. rooms that just rest on the dragon's head. But oh anyway. my gosh, yeah. So yeah, totally get that feeling. But no, I I really do enjoy tears. I mean, obviously, I'm like. 130 hours in so mm-hmm. i obviously very much enjoy it um yeah i think that answered the question yeah i can't uh, even remember <laughs> david what about what about you what is your i guess what i'm what i'm kind of fishing for is is we were talking about um like tears of the kingdom and, and talking about like you know uh we, we obviously really enjoy the game we really love the game um it like is it too similar to Breath of the Wild? Does it have its own kind of set of unique identifiers? Yeah. Does it have? I, I think we're at the point now. We're a couple months released from the game where you can maybe start to like ask those kind of questions. Like, and, and you know, like I don't want to sound like we're being negative for negative sake. Like, I, I just think you like maybe you can ask some critical questions, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know. It's just so fascinating to me, and I think it's because of like how 
similar the games are and like to see what people think of like tears compared to breath of the wild and breath mm-hmm. of the wild compared to tears. Cause like it, it's, it's, it's such a weird dynamic unlike anything else in the series. So yeah, like David, what, like what, what's your takeaways from tears? I agree. And I'm, I am only, I'm, I'm kind of closer to 40 hours now. I'm playing very slowly. I'm playing maybe an hour every other night and I'm, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm almost purposely playing it slow because we all know we're playing this game for the next five years. Mm-hmm. So I am absolutely not rushing through anything, but, um, so with that said, though, when I think about Zelda sequels, Majora's Mask to Ocarina, you know, there's a few others out there that where it's technically the same link or the story continues or there's the spiritual sequels like um, A Link Between Worlds. But when I think about Zelda sequels, um, wh- one thing that I've often, the, the, the one thing that sometimes hurts a little bit at the end of a Zelda game is how... You know, every Zelda game does this. You, um, they, you there's really there's no after game. You know, you, you beat Ganon, yeah. and that's really the end of the story. And that's okay. It's supposed to be the end of the story. But there's a little part of you that goes like, well, I kind of want to walk around. Let's just say Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild and see what happened after Ganon was defeated. You know, I want to, I want, I want to stay in this world. That was the emotions I had with Breath of the Wild, and I, I had that with Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess, and pretty much every other Zelda game I ever played. I understood that that's not what that game, those games were. That they had an end to their story. Mm-hmm. So with that said, when I first started playing Tears of the Kingdom, I was I, I did watch the trailers, but I didn't watch any theory videos. So I kind of just like I watched whatever Nintendo gave me and I let myself decide what I wanted to decide going into it. So I had no idea that there was going to be so much crafting. I think the crafting's cool. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of other things I didn't know about. Um, obviously, we all kind of knew about the Sky Islands. We didn't know how they would necessarily relate to everything. And I remember that in back in 2019, a, a little bit before that first trailer came out, IG Enuma officially announced, he actually said, we're going to use the same engine here on out. This the Breath of the Wild engine going forward. And everybody thought, okay, so this is New Zelda now. The, you know, the, the open world mechanics, how the inventory works, the items, the, the, the sound, being hot and cold, and all those mechanics are, are, are here to stay. I didn't expect that it was going to be literally the same Hyrule, you know, mm-hmm. like literally yeah. the same map, but modified. And so when I first started playing Tears of the Kingdom, you know, the first hour or so up in the islands is fine. Um, and I got down and I had this really strange experience. I got down on the land and I was like, well, okay, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Hyrule Field. Um, um, I, I had no map loaded, but we all know the map already. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, 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 I guess I'll go to Hateno Village. I guess, uh, see what's going on over there. I guess I'll go over to Kakariko. And I went over to Kakariko and there was a couple new things. And I was like, well, I guess I'm, uh, I'll go see what's going on at Laureland Village. And like, okay, some things have changed. And, and at that first hour back, I was a little underwhelmed. I had to adjust myself a mm-hmm. little, adjust my expectations a little. Yeah. And then I realized, then it clicked, somewhere around five hours in. So it was maybe like the second or third day I was playing. And it does start to kind of kick in once you get to Lookout Landing, I I feel, which is kind of the Kakariko village of this game, if Mm -hmm. I may. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that original hub that really starts setting you on on the right direction. Once that happened, though, I had this epiphany. And this is what I, this is, if if I could make any main point, it would be this. Nintendo finally let my dreams come true and answered what happens after Ganon is defeated. And they, mm. they, they continued the Breath of the Wild story. Yeah. And I've always wanted that for, for the last 30 years of game, Zelda gaming. And, and we got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I look at it through that lens, I'm in love with Tears of the Kingdom. It's like, just keep the story going. And if we think about it more like a book or a film where you are in that same universe in the sequel, a literal sequel, mm-hmm. this, this Tears of the Kingdom seems to be happening maybe, what, two years after mm. the main the Breath of the Wild. Then I just completely fell in love with it because I realized, oh, it's for better or for worse and mostly for better, it's more Breath of the Wild. And I'm cool yes. with Yes, yes. You know? I mean, I can understand that too. And that to a degree, 
to a degree, I agree. I would say mm-hmm. that there's there's some things that I feel like are missing from the continuation of the story. Like if it was something like Pokemon where you beat the you beat the main story and then you get the adventure that kind of continues and you see what happens, what's the aftermath. You still don't quite see the the direct aftermath. You see what takes place, you know, a few years later. Yeah. And which is fine. That's great. And I love that just like you you said, but I feel like I kind of wanted just a little bit more information given to me about what happened in that gap, I guess. It is. It is a bit more. It is vague, and I yeah. think they're. I think they are straddling that line. The creators, the direct designers, must have sp- decided to say, "Okay, we're going to put it in the same universe." It is. You know, there was another, not calamity, but it's the upheaval. So there was another mm-hmm. catastrophic event, which gives us just enough to kind of remix everything, <laughs> and it allows everyone to get scared again and get yeah. confused again. You know what I mean? And some of that feels a little rinse and repeat. I'm okay with it. I was really personally hoping for, and maybe this is for a little bit later in the conversation, um, Andy, but I was kind of li- li- a bit hoping more for like um, an expansion of, I kind of wanted to go out over the, yes. out, out into the mountains uh, that are on the north side of the map. On that. That we will kind touch of on that. We will touch on that, yes. Yeah. So we'll circ- I'll, leave it, I'll leave it at that for now. Even though I do think I have been impressed with how the map has been expanded, mm-hmm. I'll save that for later yes. in the episode. Yes, yes. It's, <clears throat> it's such a paradoxical game for me almost because like I can't remember having as much fun playing a game as I as I did with Tears of the Kingdom probably since Breath of the Wild well while simultaneously kind of feeling like almost a little like let down in a way of like it's so fun but like I was like I've been here before it's like it's like watching like a really good movie that you love mm-hmm. but like you've already seen it so like it, it just doesn't hit the same way as it did the first time let me ask and, you this Andy does it feel like a sequel to that really good movie the way maybe a, a sequel movie would you know what I, I might say What's a good analogy? I, I might say it almost seems like a remake of like a really mm. old movie wow. that I that I like. Yes, that's interesting. And they've remade it. You know, like I love Blade Runner, mm-hmm. and and I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yep. And even Blade Runner twenty forty nine, it's it's its own story. But like, let's just say that that it was just a straight up remake of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. I'd probably really like it, but like with the new visuals and new. But even then, like at the ga- the leap in in visuals and and mechan- mechanics was a big leap. But like everything else was was kind of you know, similar. So, so I guess like, I like, I'm still sorting out my feelings like uh, a couple months after. And I think I'm going to be doing that for, for a long time after. Cause I, I still, I still don't know how to feel. Cause like I, I, on one hand, I feel like tears of the kingdom, like doesn't capture that same kind of magic for me as breath of the wild did. But like, mm-hmm. like on the other hand too, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know if I ever have a reason to play Breath of the Wild again because Tears of the Kingdom is like Breath of the Wild on steroids. So it's it's yeah. it's this weird like yeah. You know, I was telling Al yesterday. It's kind of fitting that like there's two dragons eating each other in, in the uh, oh god what is the it? title logo? card yeah yeah, title yeah. Card, yeah. The main the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for the uh, the Ouroboros the Ouroboros yeah oh right 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 because uh, I was like they they almost like are cannibalizing each other in, in a weird way to me so. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, we're going to be talking about obviously tears still for, for a while yet mm-hmm. to come. And like, it does so much, it does so much so well, um, it, that I, I don't want to make it sound like I, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, I don't like tears of the kingdom. I think yeah. it's absolutely fantastic. One of probably one of the best games I've ever played. One I of think the most it's fun games. Yeah. I've I think played. maybe I fell in love with breath a little bit more, but I think tears is even better. Yeah, you know, yeah. Is that sequel? I want to. I don't want to derail the episode, but I want to ask both Andy and Al a question real quick. Does Let's it make you want? Thing. Yeah. Does after playing Tears of the Kingdom, because I think both of you are pretty much done with it now, or at yes. least storyline yeah. wise stuff. Yes, I'm done. This this maniac has a hundred percent and had it like Oof. a month ago. <laughs> does it? So so Al, does it make you want to have a? third one no god no okay no so you don't want it doesn't give you that trilogy no No. it does not and i mean and i say this not because i 
like hate the world and I don't want to ever revisit the world. But I kind of like what you said, where I'd like to expand. Mm. If we can go back into the like that story and that and the same characters and um with uh, the same art style, but go to the Termina of Hyrule. Oh yeah, yeah. I, that that would be fine for a like a trilogy. But we cannot have the same Hyrule I, again. I would, we can't I would do take it. A, a world, a new world that was as like twenty five percent as big. Mm-hmm. Like twenty five percent is big, but but it knew mm-hmm. of over like visiting the same, you know, the same Hyrule again, and maybe the, this time there's the depths, the sky, the 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 surface, the dark surface, the dark world, the the low rule, like what, like right. I just, yeah. I just I'm, I don't want to do it again. Like it's I one see. of those things where it's like. You know, like a, you really like a show, and and let's take Shit's Creek for example. If you haven't watched that show, it's fantastic, but it you ends did. exactly when it needs to. Mm-hmm. Instead, there's shows where like Supernatural, where they had an <laughs> ending, but they milked it for what it was worth uh-huh. for another tenth season. Let's uh-huh. not do that with this Breath of the Wild format. Yeah, because I, I would even say like, even with the addition of the depths, it's just the overworld. Yes. Um, it's cool. It's cool, and it has really cool connections. Yeah, it's but cool it is, for a second yeah. before you realize, oh. Okay, all the light routes are where the shrines are. Okay, all of the, like, I don't have the map, but, like, the map is the same as the overworld, so mm-hmm. I don't really need the map down here. Like, the sky world is really cool because it is very different, and mm-hmm. for me, who I was just playing um, Skyward Sword, I was kind of freaking out about mm-hmm. maybe possible connections with that, but it is very similar all throughout, um, and this is, like, a very nitpicky thing, but with them saying they're using, like, the Breath of the Wild engine and all that kind of stuff. I feel like they probably should have done a little bit more to it just because like if you mm. use Ultra Hand in the game, at least for me, my game bugs out like crazy. Like mm. it cannot handle the processing. And I just got the new um, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Switch in hopes that like maybe that will fix that. Your game and bugs when now, you use Ultra Hand? It doesn't really, it like lags really bad. Really? I've never, is, I haven't had there that. There are a few things that do lag in this game. So I... I I understand what you're saying. I haven't had it happen with Ultra Hand, but I have had it happen with fusing and like grabbing specific, like the new light roots, uh, not mm-hmm. light roots, but the, what are they called? They The little bulbs that you- Yeah. Bright bulbs. Um, those, bright yeah. Oh. Those have a lag with picking up. They're mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's some of that light rendering because they mm-hmm. definitely have a new, and we don't have to talk about this too much, but there's definitely a new lighting engine and there's definitely a new um, volumetric fog engine. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yes. Um, okay, well, so let's take a let's take kind of a trip through memory lane here and, and <laughs> go. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some articles that uh, the Zelda Dungeon writing team wrote. Uh, one immediately after the game was announced, twenty nineteen, and then uh, after and after. And I'm I'm gonna kind of cherry pick some of the ones here, and and, and let's start off with the one that uh, that we wrote immediately after the game was announced. And what we did after that was we we got all the writing staff together and said like, hey, like uh, you know. What, what is one specific change that, that you want to see the game now that we now know is Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild 2 um, at the time? What is one specific change that you want to see this game make over Breath of the Wild? And so I, I want to read off a couple answers here. And we can kind of, we don't have to spend a lot of time on, on each one of them. We can, we can spend as much time as we want or, or as little time as we want. Um, but some of the ones that stick out to me as maybe like important or things that Yes, they did do. No, they didn't. Uh, so let's, let's just get, let's just get started here. Yeah, and I wanted to, to pick this one because I think this is really interesting. Um, so one of our writers said, like, I want more details on Calamity Ganon's origins. 
And I, I think I would totally agree. I, we'll, we'll get Did into this in a bit. Did you write that, Andy? No, I didn't. I didn't write it. I didn't like, oh, write so it. so weird. First one, I don't know who wrote this. Let me tell you some backstory. So I was yeah. one of those, I, I hate the malice in Breath of the Wild. I think it's like, and Allison makes fun of me for this all the time. But like, I was like, why is this like stuff, this, this juice apparently capable of taking over like, like guardians and divine beasts and like if if it was capable of doing this, why didn't they do this the first time? Like, well, how did he learn to do this while he was sealed up? And that was kind of my old gripe. Okay. But, but this entry specifically was was just more along the lines of like, I want to know what like Calamity Ganon is because I, I think in the game like it's very vague. Like, and and you you don't really get an answer to that. And and I and I think that you don't get an answer. Don't give me that look, Al. And I think that. I don't know if Tears of the Kingdom answered this because it's almost like Malice never existed in Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. There's a few things that feel like they don't exist in Tears of the Kingdom that like the, the Guardians only show up because, well, it is kind of cool with how the Guardians show up. How It's almost like the humans have, or the Hillians have taken over the technology again, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Malice. Yeah. And I also thought, okay, now we have the upheaval juice or whatever that gloom. is. So, so like, gloom. Now it's gloom, which is yeah. just malice. But wait, what happened to the malice? I, I was so confused because like we're, we're playing the game and, and like, I think you've said a couple times Al, like, you know, it bothers me that like they don't make any mentions of the chic attack or anything mm-hmm. like that. And, and I get that. But like, I was like, oh, you know what? Okay. I'm okay with that. Whatever. But, but like, I, I thought it was weird. Cause I was like, Oh, they're playing the intro of the game. I was like, there's some malice. And they're like, Hey, it's gloom. <laughs> Who? Gloom. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. So is this so is this different and like is this well uh, may, yeah maybe we are to believe that when calamity you know pig and the big thing at the end of breath of the wild happened that the malice I always assumed that the malice was almost not fungal but like it would grow like a bacteria it would like maybe yeah. there wasn't much and it grew out to this point and be, with the evil of calamity ganon that's kind of mm-hmm. how it came to be and overtake mm-hmm. and, and and infest and so maybe there's a and I'm, this is headcanon right now obviously they don't tell us in the game to your point Andy but I always kind of figured as I was playing tears like well the malice disintegrated cuz it didn't it couldn't it had the metaphor of it being bacteria didn't have anything to feed on anymore because calamity ganon was gone but it's like but then we just got gloom yeah but then where did the gloom come from and it's 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 clearly two different things because otherwise they wouldn't have made a point of saying oh no this is gloom Mm -hmm. or it's not even like um oh the malice has changed yeah no it's malice plus it's not even that they just say like oh we don't know what happened there's just this stuff around and be careful because it can drain you and it's like and that, okay it's weird to me and i'll turn it over to you in a sec here but like that that kind of infers to me that like the demon king ganondorf from tears of the kingdom and calamity ganon in breath of the wild like are not one in the same which to me seems like they should be or at least like calamity ganon is an extension i know that we're going over king. to allison but i feel that they are separate but anyway pardon me, me too um Okay. <laughs> no, go for it, go for tell it. us the lore. Yeah, t- tell us. Well, here's the thing. I kind of agree with you in a way when it comes to tears. There isn't any lore. like, And that's the problem. There's not any con- continuity between these two games. There is, but it's not a lot. It's not... If for a direct sequel, they were concentrating so hard on making an individual game that you could play without having played Breath of the Wild. But I think that's like... I feel like that's you're biting your own foot there because you have players who are like, who are these characters that know Link, even if I didn't play Breath of the Wild, because yeah. they still remember him. But then you've got characters who play Breath of the Wild and are like, why don't these other characters remember me? Yeah, that was one of my And big I'm issues. like, that's you shouldn't have done that. You should have just kept it a direct sequel and not tried to individualize it so much and had more continuity. And Gloom is one of those things where like 
Malice is, uh, I'm not going to explain Malice again, but like <laughs> clearly Malice. Wait, wait, no, no, wait. I'm actually really interested. Okay. Well, Malice, it, like by definition is like pure hatred, you know? Okay. And so the Demon King is sealed down there now that we know exactly what happened to him. But also Rome talks about the Demon King being sealed and mm. um, in Breath of the Wild. So he's sealed down there and his hatred is leaking out as Malice. And okay. that's what spawns Calamity Ganon. Um but now Ugh. it's gone in Breath of the Wild because Zelda like beamed it into the space. Well, that's the a ether. good point, though. You're right, though. Yeah. And so you've got what else is leaking out of Ganondorf now because the seal is now weakening, and that's why they started talking about like, oh, this gloom started appearing, and that's why Zelda and Link are down there. But there isn't much more information than that, and it it, it is like like. The look of it is different. The substance is different, and it does affect you differently than Malice did. So it is a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wish they. I just wish that this game explained more to you, and um, in an obvious way, there could be like an offhand book that you, a journal that you could read that would tell you. Oh, interesting. But for the deep divers, yeah, for the deep divers. Mm. But I feel like for the casual players um, who played Breath of the Wild and went to tears, I think it's definitely very frustrating that there's not a lot of explanation between the two games. Between yeah. the two, mm-hmm. it, it stuck out to me because, like it, it is interesting, like the the relationship or maybe lack thereof between Calamity Gan and the Demon King. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll find out more. Like there's there is still time for DLC to come out, but that one uh, that one was interesting. And yeah. this one, this next one was from another writer of ours, Sean, who's actually uh, here with us at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. And I think this is something that we could probably all agree that Tears of the Kingdom did a, an incredible job at, which was uh, bringing back some classic enemies from the yes. series yeah, um, fun. yeah and so katie i would love to know actually your kind of uh your your first like impressions of, of some of these enemies because i presume you, these were a lot of new enemies for you but like so uh like the first time that i saw the like likes in this game oh, or, so cool. or the gibdos <laughs> i was just like oh yeah or, or like uh i don't know if if you've uh braved a gleok yet or anything yeah, like that but we did pictionary for another zelda podcast on the patreon stream oh we drew like likes and the way i drew it was completely different than most of the other people just because i only experienced like likes through tears of the kingdom <laughs> in reference to like you who experienced them from previous games and we all drew them as just like a stack of donuts <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and same thing with the gleoks i drew it as what I know from Tears of the Kingdom, some people drew them very, very differently. It's it was a whole thing. I think they look cool in Tears of the Kingdom, though. I gotta say, yeah, they, oh, look, they look awesome. So awesome in yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, they, specifically. Uh, there's a there's a variant of them that looks very cool. Yeah, in very Tears cool, of the very tough, and of the there's so uh, no the Gleox. Of the Gleox. yes. Not um, the King Gleok? Oh, yeah, that's what uh, yeah, okay. I don't know about this I don't know about to go there. Right, I won't spoil nothing. It's no, kind of okay. cool looking. Um, so, yeah, that, that's one thing. Another thing that we uh, that we had written about, when, and I would have bet, I would have bet almost anything that this was going to be part of the game because of that uh, that concept art. Or I don't know if it's concept art or programming or something that came out after Breath of the Wild showing all the coral and the, the scenery that was programmed for underwater exploration. And I oh. would have bet... You know, I, I would have bet, uh, not my house, but, you know, good money <laughs> that, that underwater exploration would have been part of Tears of the Kingdom. And I can't say I'm, like, completely disappointed that it wasn't because, um, you know, I, I think to your point, David, they, I, I would imagine they probably tried to do it, maybe couldn't get it quite right, cut it out. But I, I, I was surprised. Well, that there was no exploration underwater. It was one of the things that I kind of felt in, I wasn't in, when I played Breath of the Wild, I was kind of like, 
Hmm. Noted. Noted. Kind of weird. Noted that we can't go underwater, but not the, not that doesn't break the game. Not the end of the mm-hmm. world. Not emotionally breaking the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we think about like even Ocarina of Time, you technically couldn't swim even in Ocarina. You could dive down and get stuff, and you could try to dive and get into like little tunnels, but you couldn't navigate in 3D space in the water. That wasn't until Majora's Mask. If I had to guess. They do water differently in in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, the engine. They do this weird thing where they stretch it up and it's actually all the water is one plane of water. And maybe, just maybe, the for that reason, that it was like difficult to program how Link would or wouldn't swim through that water. I have no idea. Mm. But if I had to guess, I'd guess that they probably, what was it, five years to make Tears of the Kingdom? There was probably a good year there where they were trying something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I will say as a player, I kind of expected to receive the... The, the, the Zora nose or the aqua lung or something and then be yeah. able to swim, yeah. but it never happened. I, yeah. I think that's actually the only one of the only reasons that I'm like disappointed that didn't make it in is, is not for the swimming itself, but like for the, maybe the enemies that you would see like underwater. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and it just seems like a natural progression, I guess I would say, um, considering how much of exploration was a high theme in Breath of the Wild. You would just think with the next game that would be an additional thing. But then you got the surprise of the depth. So it kind of makes sense that maybe they went and focused in a different direction mm. than they're f- focusing on something that was already on the surface. Mm. No, there is so much detail in that water, though, in Breath of the Wild and Tears yes, of the Kingdom. You look, yeah. you look down and you'll see entire logs and trees like and ecosystems. stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. It looks great, but anyway. Uh, all right. Do we have any uh, romantics here? Because this is another one that we had uh, written about right after the game was announced back in 2019. Um, one of our editors, Alex, was like, I want resolution for this Link and Zelda romance. And and she actually uh, has written about this uh, consistently over the years where she wanted them to, you know, it, it's kind of like vague or ambiguous right now. And if they're a couple, and maybe it's not actually, because it's very clear that Zelda's moved into Link's Ex- house. That's what, right, I'm that's what I was going to say. Yes. They're, no, living, they're together. living together. They can't It seems like they're living together, together or she's living in his house. I was going to say, either they're living together or she literally came and kicked Link out of his own house. Or he, or he gave it to her. All of his swords and stuff are gone. So she's definitely, but like, <laughs> it's, it's, all his stuff is gone yeah oh um, yeah because you can make a new house in the new one that's right uh, which is also by the way something that one of our writers asked for is like a home base to build stuff on so it looks like that came true yeah. but yeah i mean like um i i don't know like it, it it's still kind of vague but and and i think what our uh what our what alex is wanting was like very clear like yeah you know like um definitively like yes the, these guys are a couple she actually had written down uh, she wanted a wedding in uh, in the third one, which mm. was oh. maybe a bit uh, a step a too far wait, for me. In the third much. one, you mean if there was a sequel? Uh, to Tears? No, I, I'm sorry. In, in the third article, sorry, let me. Oh, myself. oh, I see, I see. Because we did three of them, but um, yeah, she she was she was very much uh, hoping that we would have clear, definitive, like you know, Lincoln Zelda are are a couple. Mm. Yeah, I that was one of my favorite things about playing Skyward Sword so far is how yeah. definitive like these two love each other and they're a couple and they stand up for each other. Yeah. And I was really excited because I also kind of went in very blind with Tears of the Kingdom. And after playing like Age of Calamity, I was like, I think Zelda's a really cool character. It would be cool to see her and Link's relationship more. And then sure enough, Tears of the Kingdom, first thing that happens is you get separated from Zelda again. You don't yeah. see her for the rest of the game, which is heartbreaking for me because I really wanted to see, because in Breath of the Wild, a lot of cutscenes, you saw how much Zelda like despised Link Mm -hmm. because of what he represented to her. And then her, you can find journals of hers kind of like starting to come to terms and recognize that he, who he was as a person and come like closer to him. And then 
come to the kingdom, it's like, okay, they're at this like really great place with each other and everything. And we don't get to see any of that. Mm. It's a little bit of a, the legend of Zelda trope that, that Zelda yeah. always gets trapped in a gem or trapped in a thing because unfortunately they kind of, Nintendo keeps choosing that to be a main plot point and motivation for Link, you know, mm-hmm. whether it needs to happen or not is debatable, but I, it is kind of, that was their way. I feel of like putting, we, we always joke about Zelda being in a gem in Ocarina of Time and Zelda's also literally in a gem in Skyward Sword. And like, you know, like yes. Zelda always gets put in a gem. <laughs> or like, she might be in a gem in Breath of the Wild. We don't know what the heck she's doing. I mean, yeah. I would like, argue that it's evolved. It's definitely a little bit more evolved where she's not just captured and like. Oh, I agree. Oh, my yeah, God. she's definitely more of a person. Yeah. More of a character. And more has more of a role to help Link achieve the end result, which is to defeat mm-hmm. the, the evil. Mm-hmm. She puts her power in there and it's definitely happened since I wouldn't say Skyward Sword. So, yeah. and maybe Ocarina of Time, she does have a pretty big role in that too, but. I, I want to go on record as saying that the Zelda in Breath of the Wild is my absolute favorite rendition of Zelda ever. I think she's really yeah. well realized. Is that a continuation in tears or? Um, I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know yet with the amount okay. of, with the amount of cutscenes I've seen so far. I'm not sure if I'm having that same experience yet, but the thing that I really like, we've done entire episodes on EZP about this, so I'm not going to repeat myself necessarily here right now, but we've done entire episodes exploring the metaphors of Zelda trying to find her power, which is a metaphor for finding your passion in life and a metaphor for finding why you exist and the different ways you can do it. Can you do it with technology or, mm-hmm. or inside yourself and all the things? I'm not going to get into it, but that's, I think that's awesome. And I think actually Zelda as a character in the cutscenes in Breath of the Wild is phenomenally realized. Mm. Skyward Sword, it's obviously a romantic relationship. Mm. In Minish Cap, they're like friends. Um, in Twilight Princess, they're basically strangers, uh, mm. Link and Zelda. Mm-hmm. And so... I think Nintendo's trying to play it in the middle with Tears of the Kingdom, Andy, to answer kind of your, the point you brought up here. Are they, I, I feel okay. like, I feel like they allow us to, they, they allow us to infer that it's a romantic relationship in Breath of the Wild or, or Tears of the, the whole thing, whatever, the Breath of the Wild yeah. <laughs> trilogy, yeah. as you were saying, Katie. Um, I think they allow us to put that together, but there, I don't, I agree. There's nothing blatantly, there's no wedding, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's good. Like, I, I think it would have been a bit on the nose for me if, like, we saw a scene with, like, the, you know, smooching each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like you know? no, I wouldn't I want need, anything like that. All I yeah. need is Zelda falling into Link's arms in Breath of the Wild when she can't figure out what to do anymore. And like, that's love, right? Like, they don't even need to no, kiss. That they was, just, that scene alone exactly. is like good enough for me. I, I think there, there's a scene at the, at the end of the game and Al, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and I think it's a subtle thing, but that, that's like, it does so much more for me than seeing them, you know, like, Embrace for that that long, you know, awaited uh, smooch on the the back <laughs> Boy, setting, you know, time. like oh no, oh, oh, oh God. Katie, you so, <laughs> so obviously you know a little bit about the cartoon. This is interesting. I know the memes. I know the oh, memes. Oh, the memes. Okay. No, I and I I do think it's good that they kind of left it open ended because again, I'm very big into fandom stuff, and with them leaving it kind of open ended, the with this game there hasn't been many um, ship wars, as I would call them, with mm. people arguing like. No, they can't be together because they should be together. No, your thing's wrong, whatever, because it is so open-ended. Everyone's kind of very chill with each other about hmm. everything. Except for Sidon's wife. People hate her. Except for, yep. Oh, um, poor Yona. Poor Yona's Yona. just there, and I, I understand that she's just there. It's not her fault. I'm fine with I like Yona. Yona. I like cool. her. I think she's no, really she sweet. She is very sweet. She is very sweet. Um, all right, let's let's keep it going. I very quickly want to bring this up because obviously this came to fruition, but uh, one of our writers, Heather, said that she wanted forgeable weapons. Well... <laughs> yeah, you got that. Yep. Um, and I, in in a Nintendo way, in a Nintendo yeah. way, yeah. they can still break, but by God, you can forge as many as you want. Mm-hmm. This is one that uh, I'd love to get your guys's uh, quick thoughts on here. Um, one of our our former writers, Adam, said that he wanted a, a proper balance between like 
kind of the ambient music of, of Breath of the Wild and maybe some like let's call them signature tracks like yes. that you'd walk in and you'd hear Kokiri Forest or you'd hear uh, Gerudo Desert or you know th- those kind of those tracks that you can just play on YouTube and you're like oh I know what that is mm-hmm. and and which by the way you guys are going to be stepping into here pretty quick um, <laughs> oh our music thing yeah. I think. <laughs> I think that this game did a better job for me with that, but I, I wonder if that's because I was like now kind of used to the musical presentation of Breath of the Wild. I, wh- what do you guys think? See, I was going to say I was kind of disappointed with the Tears of the Kingdom music because there was so much just reused from Breath of the Wild. Because mm-hmm. well, I, yeah. I did really enjoy Breath of the Wild's music. I listened to it constantly. Um, and But then Tears of the Kingdom, I was excited because I was like, new music i love the zelda music and then a lot of it was the same and then i wasn't a huge fan of some of the newer stuff that they made just because it seemed so repetitive mm-hmm. Interesting. um yeah that's just my kind of take yeah we on haven't it. had this conversation yet katie we should we'll talk about it in, in another episode in, de- in depth i think for me tears of the kingdom's music did deliver it's the same composer uh, mm-hmm. the woman who composed breath of the wild also composed tears of the kingdom and i feel like the same way that i wanted i loved the open-endedness of breath of the wild and and all that that implies game mechanics world levels everything it was fine but my one wish for tears was to focus in a little bit and you know everyone would say like maybe real dungeons maybe real Mm -hmm. this or that okay fine um i feel like the music did focus in a little bit on tears Mm -hmm. of the kingdom we we do get a lot of repeating tracks i get it there's some tracks that use breath of the wild melodies remixed and mm-hmm. rewritten which i love mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the benefits of it being the same composer and i also think the same way that tears of the kingdom might be a sequel in the sense of a movie or a book to breath of the wild like i said earlier i feel like the music is a sequel i feel like the music the the the, the woman who composed these things was like okay we've set the tone now let's start pushing this brush around a little bit mm-hmm. and let's try some stronger things. I've noticed that some, the battle music's a little bit stronger now. The mm-hmm. you know there's there's certain cues that come in and out that are a little bit more I'll say aggressive in the way mm. that they do it, but I'm not I'm not um, uncomfortable with it. So in those ways, I'm actually really enjoying the Tears of the Kingdom music so far. I will say, it, I after I sit down and listen to it, just like the soundtrack itself, it'll probably grow on me because that's what happened with Breath of the Wild. Mm. Master Koga's music goes so hard every oh, time I listen man, to it. Theme. It's so good. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been telling Al like I hated Master Kogan Breath of the Wild. Really? I didn't really care for him oh, in Age I of loved Calamity. Him. I love this guy in Tears of the Kingdom. He's he, so he might funny. be my MVP of this game. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah, um, no, the the music evolves pretty well in my opinion, and I feel like there's more standout themes than there were in Breath of the Wild. So yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think that's to that like focusing yeah. in point that I was yes, making. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I think that's probably why I don't like it as much because I liked how calming and kind of just. It, it was a different no. style of music. Yeah, it yeah. felt like it just it was in the background of the world and kind of just added a I'd little I'd be curious extra. as you continue to pay, play through the backlog of the Zelda series if your opinion of that mm. might change. I probably will. I'll be honest. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to say I absolutely adore the music in Breath of the Wild. I think the, the kind of ambient nature of it is fantastic. And I don't know if I felt I needed what Tears of the Kingdom brought. But as I've been playing Tears and I'm noticing these themes to be a bit stronger, I'm okay with it. Yes. Um, all right. Well, kind of on that, on that same path. Uh, one of the things that, uh, and again, this was written right after the game was announced. Uh, let's talk about Ganondorf's voice. So before, <laughs> this was written before we ever knew it was Matt Mercer playing uh, playing this role, who, you know, we I, we have a couple fans of in this room uh, from Overwatch and from Critical <laughs> Role and, and all of his other 
projects. I, I have to admit, I'm not. Uh, I don't keep up in in that very. very I didn't much. know who he was. I'm so sorry. I didn't oh, know who wow. he was. I, okay. I knew the name because he voices Leon Kennedy in Resident he Evil Four. Does and that's oh, does right. he really? That's he him. Does. Yeah, he that's does. Him. I mean, and I, I played like, a lot. Well, he's one of many voice actors for Leon Kennedy when oh, I looked him uh, up. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm. but specifically for like that yeah. was him, and I, and I think he did a great job. And, that, and like. He did such a good job, actually. It almost made Resident Evil 4 look kind of less scary because he was so confident and sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I played Resident Evil 2 with like the original yeah. voice for him. And I was just like, I'm scared too, man. <laughs> so I, I'm curious. And, you know, let's not get into the weeds on the voice acting in this series because mm-hmm. there's opinions all over the place on the voice acting and, and whether, you know, you like it, hate it, whatever. Um, what do you think, like... What do you think of Matt Mercer's performance as Ganondorf? Does it carry the weight of such an iconic villain who, you know, despite being 25 years old, he's never had a voice before. Like, so this was a, this was a pretty big, this is a lot like Patricia Somerset stepping into the role of Zelda. Yeah. This is a big role to fill. How do you, how do you think you did? Now well, I want you to go first. Cause I'm a fan of Matt Mercer. I've, I've like watched some anime where he's voiced characters and he does like a very, very good job. And he has a very well-rounded like voice where he does many different things. He wears many different hats. And I think he did a really good job. I thought he nailed it. And I was a little worried at first when there was like a line in one of the trailers where I was like, oh, I don't know. This is kind of corny, but it's Nintendo. So it kind of made sense when it had corny moments. Mm-hmm. But there's moments where I was like, he really put together this very big, intimidating man, this big bad. And I just, I really felt it. I felt so immersed. And I think Matt Mercer did such a good job. And I think it really helped me too, to know that he's a huge Ganondorf fan and a huge Zelda fan and that he wanted this job and he nailed this job. So I, that's, I feel very strongly about it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. If someone that comes onto the project has been a fan for previous Mm -hmm. years, um, I always talk about this with David. I always grab from like different things in the world, but like having um, the girl that came on for Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, who yeah. plays her, made like such a huge difference because she was such an She's avid a, Marvel yeah, fan. Yeah, huge fan. And she comes in with all this information that I never knew. And I'm exactly. a big Marvel fan. Yeah. And that's why I think having Matt Mercer play Ganondorf was such a great choice because he was so knowledgeable about mm-hmm. it and loved it so much already. Right. Hmm. Interesting. What did you think? So I, I've only experienced Matt Mercer as Ganondorf in maybe three cutscenes so far as mm-hmm. I've been playing. Well, maybe four if you include the you know Mummy Ganon in the beginning or whatever, <laughs> or Mummy Ganondorf. And I, I, what I'll say is when I heard him in the trailer, I think it might even be we, – we might even have a trailer react trailer of me reacting to this trailer on our YouTube channel. And I was um, not offended by it, but for me, Ganondorf – the closest thing we ever had to a Ganondorf voice was really him like laughing in Twilight Princess. Mm. And it was like, it was down there. It was, it was Ganondorf and he's going to rip you in half and all these terrifying things. And so when I heard it, when I heard rise children rise, I was kind of like, what the heck now? What's going on? I was like, this is, this is someone pretending they're a king, not someone. Uh, well, I guess he's the demon king, but um, I was I wasn't offended by it. I thought it worked, and I I was close enough that I was like, I think this is probably Ganondorf. And um, in the game, I have been enjoying his performance. Mm-hmm. So even if I had slightly different expectations for what what I would have imagined a Ganondorf voice to be, I've been pleased with his performance. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fine, and we'll we'll talk more about it later. We got a lot of other stuff to go to here because I, I think and he was fine. Okay. Um, all right. So this I'm going to transition to an article, and there's only a few because a lot of these are the same. But this was written about a year after 
Breath of the Wild 2 at the time was announced. And uh, a couple of these, I think, are, are interesting for what uh, most mostly didn't happen, actually. Um, so let's start off with this one. Uh, Judy Calder wanted the Triforce. Oh, and yeah. And that Triforce still ain't here. Yeah, it is not yeah. in this game. Really? It doesn't and show up? I thought for sure with Ganondorf coming in. It, it, right, uh, the Golden you know Trio. I know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sorry. I kind of feel like a heel, actually, because I just spoiled that for no, you No, don't worry about no, it. I mean, no, that's not, that's not really. It's not in the game. You didn't spoil yeah, it. it, yeah. it, it Do you know what else is not in the game? DeLoreans, so spoiled yeah. it. Spoilers. <laughs> Damn it, that would have been cool. <laughs> that's how we get back to the past. It does seem weird, doesn't it? Like, to not have that Triforce in a game where, like, this is the first game since Twilight Princess. You've got your three yeah, primary true. players here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is not not a peep of it. Actually, there's even less of a peep in, of it in this game than in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, because at, at least then she showed up she at the end. Up her hand. Yeah, it yeah. has a Triforce on it. I feel like... Um now that I think about it, and once you finish the story, and again, I won't, I won't spoil it for you guys, but the, I feel like there's a different player in the place of Triforce, hmm. and I think it works for Tears of the Kingdom. If you really think about it, it's a different power. Let's say. You okay. know what? Yeah, but I, I think. I understand wanting to have a Triforce with these three characters together. I get it. But maybe Nintendo was like, let's do something a little bit different because we have these three together again. And usually it's the Triforce that we're dealing with. Let's see if we can get something else. They probably wanted to just, you know, take a, have a fresh take, maybe make it a little bit new. And maybe someday in the future we'll get another game with the three. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the yeah. Triforce will Do we return. ever see Ganondorf's hand glow with the triangle or Link's hand glow with the triangle nope. in tears? Nope. Mm-mm. Got it. Yeah, because I, a- I even remember um, back when the game was first announced and people saw rehydrated Ganon and all this different kind of stuff. And with the difference between what we were talking about earlier with Calamity Ganon versus hydrated Ganon and whatnot, a lot of people were really like – and I kind of hopped on the train too because I like this was like ah, this would be so cool. Um, was thinking that they were going to be separate entities and that this would be the first time Ganon would have to team up with Link and Zelda to do something, and Holy then it would moly. be the Triforce I've, together. I've wanted that for so yeah. long, but I've wanted it where it was like they start off as friends, and then the Kurt. Well, you don't know about the evil comes into him later, and there's a yeah. betrayal. Ooh, that'd be neat. I think that would be such a cool yeah, story. Either way, um, like both of those scenarios would be awesome. And so a lot of people were thinking like one of those scenarios was going to happen with this game, and then the Triforce would come in that way. And then it clearly kind of just took more of a typical Zelda route, which is fine, because it's still really good. Mm -hmm. But it it would be cool to see that in the future. Yes. Um, So this is an interesting one, because it felt like we were talking about this for forever in the lead-up to Tears of the Kingdom. And uh, this is from one of our writers who was like, I want more species, let's just call it. Like, he wants the Minish. He wanted the... The Anuki. He wanted like some of these other races from from Zelda games past to to show up, and I actually have to admit that I'm I'm actually kind of glad that this did not take place because mm-hmm. I, I think that mm-hmm. like all of those all of those past like race races of, of species from past Zelda games mm-hmm. that aren't already in this game are, are very like in my mind connected to a specific Zelda game. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it feels like. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me to have the Picori or the Minish have the Kiwis show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or like have like have the uh the Perellas or the Magmas, yeah. you know, maybe Magmas. You know, like well, and if they did bring them back it would be like in this universe, right? I have yeah. expected to see the Picori because because of the sky stuff, because there's the sky lore with the with in the Minish cap. Mm-hmm. I have ex- and and also we know that that Nintendo was testing 
Pokori stuff in Breath of the Wild, you know, there was just like we were talking about the swimming mechanic. There, there were con- there was concept art of Pokori being in Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. so Nintendo was considering it. And so I was kind of hoping that we'd maybe get like we have our fo- you know because with the Rito were introduced to us in Wind Waker, Zora and the Gorons were introduced to us in Ocarina of Time. I was kind of like, oh maybe maybe what what is the Breath of the Wild and, and Tears of the Kingdom version of Pokori? That would be kind of neat. That mm-hmm. was the one that I kind of had in mind, but um. I don't know. I'm fine that it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I just if they did introduce the new races, I don't know where they would put them because. Well, I was hoping that was going to be the extra part of the map, well, <laughs> like yeah, you know, like two it, or three new regions to exactly, go to, but which would have been really cool. But since they were using the same map, it's like maybe you can shove them in like the corners of Hebra. Well, honestly, that's mm-hmm. also what I thought. I thought, oh, if they don't expand the map, we'll just shrink down into Picori Town and that way. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, I will say I was uh, I was expecting to find. Someone in the depths. Like, I was expecting to see, yeah. like, a, a race of oh, yeah. someone down there. And it's really um, kind of just Yiga hanging out, right? Yeah. And and I, and I was, uh, well, I, I think it made sense not to include all of those uh, other races that we talked about. I was kind of hoping that we might see uh, a few more Zonai kicking around. But they, yeah. it's kind of one and done, unfortunately, for I think our that's pals. Like, I'm, that's one of the things where I'm glad that the other races didn't show up. Because there's so much Zonai stuff we don't know. Another thing that's the problem with these open world like these open world games, there's not a lot of like stuff being explained. There's not a lot of lore building, let's mm. say that. And so you've got these Zonai and really all you know is that they're possibly born from gods and they came down from the sky and mm. Minoru and Lararu were the only two left, at least on Hyrule. Right. And it's like, but okay, great. What else? You know, yeah. so if other races came into that mix, <laughs> that would have that been more that they would need to explain, but didn't. Yeah, because they really <laughs> just really said, like, point. yeah, they really just said, like, oh, Raru was from this race that they, they thought were the gods, and he married a Highland, and there you go. Yep, that's that's, that's it's almost like saying, like, There's guess Hyrule. what? We're giving you Zonai. Here's the last one. So we yep. don't yeah. know anything about <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, here's anymore. the last one. You don't get to know anything about him because he's literally living on Hyrule around Highlands, so yeah. he behaves like a Highland. Yeah, <laughs> Do, are they even still alive? Is the race still alive, or did they just come down because the rest of the race is... Because all they say is, like, the only two left in Hyrule are Raru and Minru. So, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and, it. Everyone, um, almost on that same vein, because they, they kind of tease that, that the Zonai went to another plane of existence or yeah something uh it's kind of as we were talking about earlier one of they our writers... crystal skulled it yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, I guess. Gosh. Mm-hmm. they're not <laughs> that's, aliens that's your arena i i just only really recently started re-watching those movies so. anyways 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 andy <laughs> um so one of the one of the things that we were uh one of our writers was was hoping for which i have to admit i was hoping for as well and you kind of said it earlier katie was like what's beyond the horizon like what's mm-hmm. what's over the gap at the end of hyrule and then they were hoping that we could go and explore what was out there and, and and I was too and and while I wouldn't say I was disappointed that we couldn't explore over there but I think that ties more so into I was just a little bit disappointed that it was the same Hyrule mm-hmm. um but I I would love like I would have liked to to push the boundaries and see you know like I think we've all ran to the edge of the map and been like oh like how how far can I paraglide before I fall and, and mm-hmm. just like yeah you know fall into the, the depths as we know them now or like whatever <laughs> Um, so I, I was hoping for something out there and, and I think that the depths like kind of scratched that itch a little bit for me. So I wasn't like completely, um, disappointed in that. Uh, and, and the sky to a lesser extent, I feel like for me was kind of, kind of did that as well. But I, I was hoping that we could see more like something else or, or go to a different kingdom or maybe go to this kingdom, but in a different time. Like I, yeah. I would have hoped to, you know, been, been able to actively, 
maybe if we actively go back in time. So it's the same, but different. Mm -hmm. See, for me, um, I know people's thoughts of Age of Calamity are widely skewed, but it kind of scratched that itch for me for seeing like, what was this world like before the Calamity? And getting to see like Link fighting alongside of the knights and the garrison and running around Mm -hmm. these towns that are destroyed in Breath of the Wild, but this is what they really look like going into the castle. All that kind of stuff really like, scratch that itch for me so then i kind of yeah going into tears of the kingdom i was hoping to see even more of something like that i had a theory when age of the age of calamity came out that um well actually even before age of calamity came out i think i expressed you know when we were talking about what's breath of the wild 2 what could it be what would we like and just from a game design point of view i figured well okay it takes five years to build the world in the engine and it's roughly populated it's very easy to code make a couple assets and (laughs) rotate them in a bunch of different ways and everything looks like rubble and fine all you got to do is make a couple of rocky buildings and you've got rubble but to make an honest to goodness realized town it takes a lot more design and control and controlling you know doing npcs so my logic was okay five ma- five years to make the world now another five years to fill it yeah and so i was yeah. like ooh, 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 what if we go back to before the calamity i would love to see all of these this rubble stuff realized as real buildings and towns with npcs that operate mm-hmm. i would have been happy to be in hyrule that way and then when age of calamity came out and those models to some degree were built like, actually, to this day, when I play Age of Calamity, I play it all wrong. I don't even care about the combat. I just literally walk around and look. I, I just pretend that I'm in Breath of the Wild, I think. But I'm just, like, looking at the apple shops and the carts. And I'm like, oh, this is what it was like. Oh, this is great. Meanwhile, they're like, go to the North Garrison. Like, I don't know. You know, also, this is, this is a really cool fountain. And so I personally, because it was such a close collaboration with Nintendo and they were sharing assets with Team Ninja – I personally, when Age of Calamity came out, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing, Nintendo. I see you. You've been mild too. You are going to give Team Ninja the assets and they can insert a Hyrule Warriors game into this thing. And so when Age of Calamity came out, I was like, personally, I was like, confirmed. We're going back to the towns in Breath of the Wild too. No, it didn't happen at all. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. right? I mean, like, I just, I understand that they gave us the depths and stuff and that made it a little bit different, but... It would have been really cool to get some different regions. And we have a confirmation that there are different regions. I mean, Yona, she comes from a different domain. Yeah. Where? Well, she didn't mention the kingdom. She just Go back to your domain, Yona. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. because they literally say, like, it was, it, it was like an arranged marriage side deal. They right. do, Sidon and Yona very clearly do care for each other very much. Right. But it was an assigned marriage deal because they were prince and princess from different domains. Yeah, and maybe they needed, like, some connection for political reasons with this other... And then it's like, cool. Where? She even looks... I mean, there's a couple there that might look kind of similar to her, but she's very different looking than yeah, all the what others. Yeah, was, was it Nico yesterday? He was saying that um, he's saying she looks tropical compared yeah, to she's like she's a stingray. Green. Yeah, and it's like it's like Avatar: The Way of Water when they go to yeah, the different exactly. Right? So I don't know. It would have been cool to see where she was from. That's and I think the fact that they confirmed that there's a different region. Hey, if they give us a Breath of the Wild three. Take us there. Don't. Yeah. I don't want to be in this Hyrule again. <laughs> I know we're going to move on to the next thing, Andy, but when when they were in development, in more than one interview, IG Anuma weirdly said, during Breath of the Wild, he said, my team's been playing a lot of Skyrim. So this is now like eight years ago is when right. he said this. And I think we can see that in Breath of the Wild. Then mm-hmm. when they were making Tears of the Kingdom, back then it was Breath of the Wild 2, he said, my team's been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, what does that mean? What does Red Dead Redemption 2 mean? And I Not thought really. like, oh, are they like focusing on random encounters. And what I realized is, I don't think about it. When you first start playing that game, you're in a certain town, and halfway through the game, you basically go back into the original game. 
the original map is in that game. Oh, and you go back, and then it okay. really clicked for me. I was like, oh, they've I, been exploring how do you reuse a map is what they've been exploring. David. I thought they were playing a lot of Minecraft. Or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I yeah. think there was another team doing that. I feel like yeah. there was like, I feel like three teams worked on this game, and I'm okay with it. No, what they were really doing is planning for Tears 3 when they give Link a gun instead of a sword. Oh, my oh, goodness. No. <laughs> I don't even think that's far off. Is that, your, that gets you into your cyberpunk Zelda. Um, I love Cyberpunk Zelda, by the way. Uh, okay, let's talk <laughs> about the, so the. So this is the last article that uh, that we released. I think it was like a week before the game came out, and this was like this is at our final hopes. And a lot of them, a lot of them are, are kind of what we've talked about already, so we don't have to touch on those. But I think there are a few that stick out, and and one of them I remember writing specifically. I, I was kind of getting all these entries together, and one of our writers uh, was like, "I want." let's just call it a fellowship of the tears. And he's, he's like, I want to fight alongside the champions. Yeah. And I remember I was like, yeah, okay, like that, that's fine. Um, but he, he we, wasn't wrong. Yeah, we yeah. kind of got it. He, he got, we got it in like a really awesome way and a really unexpected way. And I, I know that you guys are super hard, but at least you kind of know that you get a, a little helper once you get a special yeah. and then you get two and then you get three and then it's just like, wow, like, I'm not alone in this, in this world anymore. So yeah, it's, uh, it's something I was surprised that happened. Mm-hmm. I was not surprised, but super glad. I am someone that I love having a little helper joining around. Yeah, so I have all the email right now. I'm working on his quest line right now. But um, so I have a little time, but I like that they put in the, um, what's it called? The mechanic. Mm. Where you're able to turn them off if you want. Yes. To walk yeah. around by yourself. I think, I think that's important, important too, because I'll be really honest. I, was, I am saying like half the companionship and like the help. But after a while, you have to have somebody tell I just have a little no. bird following me but around. They get in my way. They get in my way. It's a point where I keep trying to like pick up something off the ground. I'm like, no, no, not redo. No, no. It's a little crowded. Yeah, it gets a little too many cooks in the kitchen. And I, by the end, the only one I have left is Tulin. Ah, Tulin's the best. Yeah. All right. So I want to do. There's a couple of these other ones that uh, that maybe you and I can dig into Al on, on another day, but I want to get into this last one here because this this is a this is a juicy one that Ooh. I think from day one I heard people say this and I left it for one of our writers is like you know what it's time I want to play as Princess Zelda mm-hmm. I want to play as Zelda and so far that has not happened uh, you know there's always DLC that could change but um, we we did not get that and. Part of me, I don't know. I, I'm actually not sure if I'm disappointed or not. Like, I, I think it would have been awesome to play as Princess Zelda, but I think that they wrote the story in a way that it makes sense that you don't. Mm-hmm. But part of me wants to play as Princess Zelda. But but you know, and the, the same part of me is just kind of like, you know, maybe I want like a whole game as Princess Zelda. Maybe mm-hmm. like you know. So I I don't know. I want to play as Princess Zelda. I, I don't know if this was the game to do that. Mm-hmm. I so I, I feel, I don't know. I, I like. I don't think Nintendo wants us to play as Zelda in this context. And it's okay. In yeah. this context, no, I, I don't think so. And and clearly, like, they, you know, we've, we've been able to play as Princess Zelda in Age of Calamity and in a couple spinoff games and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, like, I don't think the day is far off where, like, we're going to be playing as Zelda in a main Zelda game. Um but uh, yeah, I'm for that. I'm not sure. What do you think? How I think of it is I don't think it could work in the context of such a big open world game. Because in my brain, how they would have to make it work is you would have to be able to switch between playing as Link and Zelda. Because I don't think you could I, have I one without. Yeah. So I think if they put it in more of a story context game where like, you play a certain bit of the story as Link and then... You switch over to Zelda. She's in a different part. Say they got separated again because that's what always happens. Link does something over here. You get to a certain point in the story that it switches over to Zelda. She does her certain part of the story and it keeps switching until mm-hmm. eventually at the end of the game they reunite. It's kind of how I would think of it. Mm-hmm. I've always thought a um, you know when you to your point of like maybe it's just a different game that Zelda is the main character. Um, 
I always thought maybe like maybe those seven years of her as Sheik would be something that would be interesting to explore. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot of people have like really yeah. been like, hey, you should yeah. make this game, Nintendo. Like this would be cool. Yeah, but I also think you know we we just got done 15, 20 minutes ago talking about the Triforce and. And as, as much as I support people wanting to play a Zelda either because she's female or just a different role or whatever, mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. They are three different characters. And and if you're gonna if we're gonna say should people play as Zelda and Link, then we should also probably be asking the question, should people play as Ganon and Link or Ganondorf and Link? And I know that's a bit of a stretch, but the point is that I'm trying to make is like, I think the way Nintendo's structuring it is you can't have Link without Zelda and Zelda without Ganondorf and all, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so if you are just hot swapping back and forth between these two characters, from a grander archetype storytelling point of view, you start to lose some of the the. Uh, it's not a triangle anymore. Now it's mm-hmm. just a line with two people at one end. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I I would also say it would be a lot harder to write a story around Zelda, not because of who she is, but because of what she isn't. Because with L- Link, they leave him very open ended. With you can kind of project <gasps> yourself onto him. You just nailed it. Is with Zelda, she has a defined character in every game. And so you know if what? that's you, true. Yeah. yeah if no, you make right. Zelda the character you play as, then you have to make Link a character. You have to make Link a character and Zelda has to become a nothing character again because yeah. Link is on purpose a nothing character. Exactly. If, so when you're playing as Link, you're playing you. When you play as Zelda, you're playing Zelda. You know what? I, I don't know if I would still say that. I, I think I, Link yeah. is now Link. You know, I, mean, yeah. I actually I disagree. Off as like Link is you, but I think now Link he is does Link. No, have I, a bit more of a personality. But yeah, maybe, has, but I think I think Link is more androgynous now. I think people are empowered to have it just be a vessel for their gaming experience. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I think it did start out as Link being Link. I think in the recent games he has more of a personality, but the point is Link doesn't normally talk. Link is normally the silent, stoic character that just nods whenever Zelda mm. says something, doesn't go along with things. So it's kind of like if you're playing a Zelda and you don't have to take away her character, you can make it a story game where you're playing Zelda. Right. Then how is she going to interact with Link? Mm-hmm. How are you going to end up becoming a fan of Link if all Link does is just nod at you in the game? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I could see um, Zelda having her own game because we've clearly had games with like the most recent that I played is Horizon with Aloy, who is like a very like yeah. good set character. She has her own like characteristics and whatnot, and you go on her journey, and it doesn't need to be an avatar for you. Clearly, Link mm-hmm. that is that is that vessel for you to play these games. But I think that and and it's funny because clearly we have Zelda games where it is her game, like Wanda Gamelon, Zelda's Adventure. Yeah, <laughs> they, just they just weren't done very well. <laughs> yeah. So it wouldn't be hard to do that. It would just be different than what we're used to as a Legend of Zelda game. No, I was going to say very cool. Like you said, it wasn't done well, but it would be really cool to kind of do that like role reversal mm-hmm. where Link is the one that Ganon takes this time. Yes. And you have to play as Zelda and kind of work with her mechanics Mm -hmm. and figure out a way to kind of reunite them that way. Because I think that would be a really cool way to kind of flip it on its head without completely changing the story of Legend of Zelda. I think it'd be like engaging to be in that timeline. It's a new Zelda, new world. Maybe you're in a timeline where there is no hero time, and like you just have to do the best you can. And, and Zelda has that to just figure cool. it out. Without that could be hero. interesting. When, yeah. What yeah. what happens when kind Zelda like a, keeps getting told we got to wait for the hero time, and it never happens, and mm-hmm. Zelda just has to yeah. figure it out? I was That's cool. Say, kind of like an Avatar situation where like they've waited a hundred years, and there's no this boy don't know about Avatar. No, we're, we're <laughs> just talking about. Are we talking about <laughs> the, the, the anime? Airbender. I've never seen it. Okay, okay, talk to me. The way of water. For anyone who hasn't seen this piece of culture, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, Avatar wow. The Last Airbender, the whole point is there's someone that can control all four elements that's born um, whenever the next one dies. 
and they have waited a hundred years for this avatar to come and it's never came. And this one nation, the Fire Nation, has taken over all the other nations. All the nations are just sitting around waiting, praying that the Avatar is going to come. They never come until eventually they're like, we have to kind of do something ourselves. And clearly they end up finding who the Avatar is. But in this scenario, if we change it for Legend of Zelda, maybe Link dies really early on. Or maybe Link just isn't born yet because there yeah. might be an age no. difference between the him link and Zelda. just doesn't come to look be at, look yeah. at Allison. she is beaming that you're making an avatar last <laughs> <laughs> i am i love it <laughs> I, I love that show yeah um okay well, well we are out of time we're uh, we're actually off to do uh guess that zelda tune here or yeah, at least we have like three, three minutes and we got to get down oh, to that stream oh, no. so uh, <laughs> doesn't start at 7 15 another thought about i'll tell you what i'll tell you what we got time for and that's uh that's some plugs here so so david katie please tell us where we can find you guys on the internet where we can find you guys on social media all that kind of stuff and uh and and where we can check out another zelda podcast yeah thank you so much and andy and ali or andy and al i always put that lie on the end just because it kind of rhymes yeah i'm so sorry um thank you so much for having us on the show thank you to all of zelda dungeon for inviting us to be here on the marathon absolute treat and a pleasure for us and it's always you're becoming friends to you two the two of you are literally becoming friends to us and i really really appreciate that relationship um it's, it's very cool. And so uh, with all of that said, um, you can find Another Zelda Podcast mostly just really on our website, anotherzeldapodcast.com. If you want, you know, we're Another Zelda Pod on Twitter, Another Zelda Podcast on Instagram. Um, basically, you can just Google Another Zelda Podcast and all the things will show up. We've got a YouTube page where all our episodes go out. We do a little bit of complimentary video content there. We have a Patreon page. we got a little bit of merch, all those kinds of things. But really, anotherzeldapodcast.com. Um and that's where people can find more of our episodes. We're in our sixth season now. We've been doing this since 2017. And Katie, over here to my right, is one of our newest co-hosts. She joined uh-huh. us this season. And already the audience has responded really positively to you being a part, oh, of, the, a part of the AZP family, Katie, if I may. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been, it's been a blast. And I have really, really enjoyed talking with you guys. So thank you for having me on, even though I am so new to both podcasting and to Zelda. Um, when I told great. Katie that we had an opportunity to go hang out with Zelda Dungeon, she she I think you messaged me like jaw dropped or something. Yeah, that was I the was text like, that I got back. I cannot believe it. I, it's cool. It's cool hanging out with these yeah. people, isn't it? Anyways. But yeah, yeah um, for me, obviously you can find me on another Zelda podcast. But if you want to follow me personally, I have a website. It's just kadyroberts.com. Or I also have a public Instagram that's mind underscore of underscore K-A-D-Y. So yeah. Sweet. Well, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And if I'm a, uh, a plug of my own, we're we're gonna do uh, an AZP episode. Uh, come back on the pod. I loved our last episode that we did, so I'm really excited. It was really mm-hmm. fun getting to talk about like we went behind the baseball. scenes a little. Yeah. Inside baseball. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. About making podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh, it was one of my favorite podcast episodes. Actually, just getting because you don't get to talk about that. So well, it was really behind fun. the curtain, we're recording our AZP episode with you tomorrow. Yeah. Katie and I are here for a couple of days on the uh, for the to celebrate this marathon and this stream. Um, and if, if we find ourselves with like a spare 40 minutes, Andy, I'd love to like talk about a little bit more about that. But we'll see how it yeah, goes. I know you're very, you're very busy with this marathon. But anyways, oh, we're, we're, we're going to make it work. Who needs it? So, <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to get out of here. We're going to let these guys go and uh, guess that Zelda tune. Uh, oh, boy. Check out. Uh, I guess you can check out now in, in the past on the VODs over on uh, over on Twitch. But yeah, we are, we're going to jam out of here. Uh, thank you for listening. And of course, you know where we're at on Twitter, at the ZeldaCast, at Spateria316, at Allison Aletha. We are over on Patreon, you can check us out there. We uh, we debuted the Zeldcast Top 10s, which was a lot of fun. And uh, 
pretty well. Yeah, I think well. so. It was a good time. <laughs> a good time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, wherever I mean, wherever you get your podcast, like, subscribe, recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life. Uh, drop us a five star review. That'd be real sweet. We like to see those. And uh, yeah, that's that's gonna do it for uh, for this special crossover episode. So best of luck in name that Zelda oh tune. I'm sure yes. you guys will do. <laughs> pretty good we're, we're, we're gonna do great or we're gonna fall on our well. face yeah i don't know what's yeah. gonna happen yeah as long as you beat allison that's okay <laughs> uh all right well thank you guys for, you. for joining us and uh we will see everybody next week take care bye